Are you looking to boost your creativity? If so, then this is the episode to help you unlock those hidden creative gems within you and unleash your inner artist, innovator and dreamer. You're listening to the Life Pilot Podcast, the place to be if you want to know how to turn your dreams into reality one day at a time. On this podcast, we discuss topics around relationships, around your well-being, around building wealth, around your lifestyle, and around your personal growth. Those are the core areas of LifePilot, a tool and methodology that we designed to help you essentially prioritize what really matters in life. If you want to learn more about it, head across to lifepilot.co. And before we explore the key exercises to boost your creativity, I've got three for you today, make it really simple. I do just want to take a moment to reflect on what creativity truly means. And for some of us, it's about artistic expression through painting, writing, or music. And for others, it's about innovative problem solving, entrepreneurship, or simply just embracing a more imaginative approach to life. When I think about creativity, I definitely do think about why have I not stepped into this shed that we have and stepped back into painting with acrylics. For me, for some reason, that is my definitive version of a creative person, as somebody who lets their art speak through painting or creating. And as I have been playing more and more with our gorgeous toddler, and as he grows and he can do more, I'm really enjoying the beautiful, simple things like puzzles and I don't know if you've come across them before, those cool sketch pads where you can draw all over them. It's a magnet pad and you can just wipe the slate clean and start again. I have recently allowed Leo access to my iPad and the only thing he does on it is draw. Uh, I have this Good Notes app and my stylus pen and he can just choose colors and create and go all over the place um, and then swipe and start from scratch again. And he loves it like we do daily drawing on it. And I think it's a really beautiful use of it. Um, I also have been enjoying the creative toys that we use and um, also just general imagination and play. And so those are all parts of creativity. I also love when I go on walks into the forest and I just let my mind wander because they, quite frankly, are where I have some of my best ideas out in nature, just allowing my mind to go free. And then my other place that I feel most creative is in deep conversations with great friends who get it or who think very differently to me or think more expansively or spend more time ruminating and philosophizing about life because that is not a space that I hang out in enough unless I give myself the time to do that. And when I do, I'm always surprised at the thoughts that come into my head or that I discuss and what that sparks for me. And then the motivation that I take from that to go and actually implement that. And typically in the form of creativity in my business, whether that's in a podcast episode, um, a new offering, a blog post, uh, just the way in which I think about my business model or impact that I want to make. So that, I guess, is, is what I'm playing with in terms of creativity right now. My other aspects that I love and that have been really heartening uh, picking up things like a new sport, pickleball, uh, playing tennis again, getting back into some things that really bring me joy and they're often like health related. So getting out into nature, physical aspects, but just playing more in that space. We recently built a trampoline last weekend. Actually, it took five hours instead of two. And now each day we're out on the trampoline and shooting hoops and balls and just being a kid again. So 
finding all these pockets of creativity that I think might have been a little bit elusive for me over this past year, especially as I've been a bit more head down, bum up, or dealing with, um, you know, responsibilities of being an adult with a parent, with two businesses, with a property, all these things. Just finding those beautiful moments to get back into being more creative and playing. So I wanted to share my kind of description of all the ways in which I think creativity abounds in my life and where it's been lacking and where it's coming back. And I would love you to embrace your inner Picasso and explore the facets of creativity that resonate with you most. Because creativity is actually a multifaceted gem that shines differently in each of us. And it's not limited to the arts, which was my sort of limited view for such a long time. It extends to every corner of our lives. It's the spark that fuels innovation, the curiosity that leads to discovery, and the courage to express yourself authentically. And actually, from my list above that I was just sharing with you, I would say that that curiosity has been sparked so much this year, especially around my own personal growth, insights, and reflection, and around my relationships. So, you know, yeah, so multifaceted, hey? But what I want to come on to is if you're not feeling super creative, if you're lacking in it, if you're feeling void of it and your life is just, you know, not as beautiful as a result, I've got three really practical exercises to get your creative juices flowing today and hopefully ignite that innovative spirit within you. So first off is morning pages. You may well have heard of this. It is a practice that's been popularized by Julia Cameron in her book, The Artist's Way. And it involves writing three pages of stream of consciousness thoughts every morning, ideally as soon as you wake up and you're just kind of coming out of that sleep state before all your thoughts invade your mind. And how it works is that you set aside dedicated time each morning for this exercise. You just find a quiet space and you start writing without any specific agenda, which I know for the control freaks listening is just like, what do you mean? Uh, but don't worry about grammar, punctuation, or making sense of it. Just let your thoughts flow naturally. And why it works is that the morning pages act as a mental decluttering exercise, actually. So getting your thoughts on paper frees up your mental space for creativity and problem solving. And over time, this practice can help you overcome creative blocks, spark new ideas, and improve your overall creativity. If you've actually been doing morning pages for a while, or you've just experimented with it in the past, I would 100% love to know how you found it, what worked for you, what it did for you, like what you got out of it. Because I know people who have done it for absolute years without fail, and they just love it. And it's given them a greater sense of calm and peace and this kind of this decluttering aspect. So let me know, come across to at Natalie Sisson on Instagram and just send me a DM. would love that. Okay, here's an example. You're a writer struggling with writer's block. Morning pages might just help you stumble upon a random memory from your childhood that triggers an idea for your next story. And it's the act of allowing your mind to wander freely that often leads to those creative breakthroughs. So give it a try. I will link to it in the show notes at Lifepilot dot co forward slash 23 that's two three i'll just link to the morning pages there so you can grab a copy yourself and, and start the process but essentially that is <laughs> what you do uh, exercise two is the five whys i actually got introduced to this from josh uh, my hubby about six years ago so when we were developing life pilot and when i was going through this whole thing of like what am i doing with my life now that i've finished the suitcase entrepreneur and i've landed back in new zealand and i'm not a digital nomad and I'm starting a new life and 
I was just in this big space of like, what the heck am I doing? And uh, he's like, well, cool, let's do the five whys exercise. And I was like, what is it? And essentially, the five whys is a problem-solving technique that helps you dig deeper into the root cause of an issue by asking why five times in a row. (laughs) Pretty simple. Here's how it works. You start by clearly defining the problem you're facing. And for each answer you receive, you ask why again to probe deeper into the underlying factors until you reach the root cause. So this is an honesty exercise as well, right? And why it works is that the five whys helps you uncover the true origins of a problem, going beyond that surface level explanation that you're giving yourself. And by understanding the root cause, you can develop more effective and targeted solutions. So here's an example. Let's say you're a business owner and you're experiencing a drop in customer retention, right? You might, after a series of whys, discover that customers are actually dissatisfied with your product's performance uh, because the communication has been really terrible around it. And by addressing that root issue, you can implement better communication strategies and improve customer retention. So that's a business example. Let's look at a personal one. Uh, So, for example, I have been feeling blocked on developing my new mission in life. So I've had very clear missions throughout my businesses. When I had the suitcase entrepreneur, it was all about helping 100,000 people create freedom in business and adventure in life. Even if those people weren't directly in my community, that was through my podcasts, my books, my courses, my offerings, my blog, just like that reach of 100,000 people, indirectly or directly. And then when I started the 10K Club, I had a really, really clear mission, which is to lead 1,000 women to earn $10,000 a month and contribute at least 1% in their revenue to a cause that supports young girls or women, lifts them up, and in doing so, creates a ripple effect in other women's lives. That drove me for so long. Like I created the 10K Club right before sort of the pandemic set in and I actually had that mission on my laptop and it just was my anchor, my North Star. Every single day I came to sit in front of my laptop during that time and I'd be like, even if I was bummed out or down or feeling lack of motivation, I would look at that and I was like, Natalie, you have work to do. <laughs> you have people to reach. Um so that's a, that's a specific example of missions. And then I have been struggling recently to really define my next mission, my purpose. And some of that is because my priorities have shifted so much with becoming a mum. And I'm absolutely loving this journey. Honestly, it surprised me how much I love being a mum. And my priority is quality time with my, with my boys, with my family, beyond anything. And I do also have other priorities, which are around growing our businesses, around leading a beautiful lifestyle, around being a very healthy person, and about making an impact. But I haven't got this singular defining mission yet, and you will see it. It'll come. It'll be announced here on the podcast and on my blog, and because it, I've I've got something, but it's not it's not strong enough for me right now to jump out of bed every morning and go yes, and so. I was speaking to my coach this morning about this and uh, actually realizing now the five whys exercise would have been really good to do on that. So an example, let me just do it here with you live, uh, riffing on this. So why why have you not set a mission yet? And my surface level probably initial answer would be, well, I'm just not, um, I'm not creating time for it or I'm not making time for it because I'm a huge fan of like people who go, I don't have time. I'm just like, no, you're not making time. Everybody has the same amount of time. So I'm not making time for it. Why aren't you making time for it? Because I think it scares me that maybe my mission is not going to be as impactful or strong as my previous ones. Why does that scare you? 
because I'm a mission-driven person on the whole. I would say that having a purpose and leaving a legacy is really important to me. If it's important to you, why aren't you following through on it? Well, literally when I get to that point in the five whys, uh, it's probably because that fear is putting me off and I'm creating it to be a much bigger deal than it needs to be. And I just need to um, create some space to give myself thinking time to really lean into what I'm working with, what I'm building here and how I want that to be impactful. And even just doing that exercise, maybe I could do one more why. I think I've kind of come to it. Like it's actually nothing to be feared. I'm making it into a bigger deal than it needs to be. And I just need to create the time and space to to do some more thinking around it and really lean into what's coming up for me and start small. Like missions don't have to be this all-encompassing, big-ass thing. Natalie, here I am. I'm coaching myself. They can be a very small, impactful thing. And I think in the past I've set like 100,000 people and 1,000 people, and that's beautiful because it drives you, right? But what if right now it's making a dent in 10 people's lives? so that they change their life to prioritize what matters. And in doing so, that creates a ripple effect for everybody around them to feel the same sense of impact of what prioritizing what matters feels like and doing the same in their life. For example, in fact, that just saying that right now, I think I'm on the right path. So thank you for listening to me on my podcast, working through my five whys and getting closer to a mission that really excites and motivates me to show up more for you in the right way so that your life is impacted. Cool. The five whys. There you go. A live example. And the third exercise is the idea journal. What is the idea journal? It's a dedicated notebook or digital document where you just basically capture all your ideas, no matter how wild or practical they may seem. Um, You can even just have a little notebook in your bag, just on you all the time. I prefer notes on my phone, Samsung notes. Uh, You might like Evernote, you might use Notion, whatever whatever works for you. I do think paper is an awesome format, though, ironically. And then uh, how it works is you set up a journal specifically for recording your ideas. And whenever an idea pops into your head, whether it's related to a project or a creative endeavor or a personal goal, immediately jot it down in your idea journal. That's it. Then shut the journal. The thing is that we have these, you know, sometimes what feel like incredible ideas in the moment. And sometimes we just dismiss them. But by writing them down, they're there, right? But then you periodically review your idea journal and categorize or refine your ideas. And often if you sit on an idea for a day, several days or even a week, you might come back to it and go, man, this idea still feels like good. Like there's some grit there. Like I'm excited by this. Or you might look at it and go, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? That is the most ridiculous idea. And it's not even on my like importance list. So That's why I love the idea journal, because you don't drop everything in that moment to go, I'm going to pursue this idea with relentless passion and then realize you were barking up the wrong tree. This is about just get those cool, crazy ideas out there because some of them are going to fly and maybe none of them will fly bar one, but that one might be just the one that leads you down the path of happiness. Cool. And why it works is that it really prevents those valuable ideas from slipping through the cracks and getting forgotten. I don't know about you, but I wake up sometimes after a crazy dream And I'm like, what the heck did that dream mean? And I'll, you know, if I'm really organized, I have my little notebook by my bed and I'll write it down. But more often than not, I also have some pretty cool ideas that come to me through those dreams or in my sleep. And if I don't do that act of writing it down, it 100% slips my mind. I forget about it and it's gone and lost forever. Waiting for somebody else to pick up that idea in idea heaven. So 
Just that act of regularly recording ideas keeps your creative juices flowing and encourages you to think more innovatively and I would say even more expansively. And your idea journal then becomes a resource for future projects and planning and it helps you stay organized and productive. So, you know, like anything, you don't just scribble it down and then walk away from it. Uh, Well, you do to a point, but you come back and you periodically review it. If you're a life pilot fan and you use our system, that would be a really beautiful thing to do every single Sunday or whenever you have your weekly reflection check-in with your co-pilot. And to go, hey, do you mind if we look through my ideas journal? I had three or four this week. You know, I want to run them by you. Be a really, really great time to do it. And here's an example for you. Imagine you're a songwriter and you have a melody idea while you're out for a walk and you quickly record a voice memo with the melody. And later you review your idea journal, you listen to the voice memo, it inspires you to write lyrics and compose a full song around that melody. And maybe, just maybe that, that song becomes a hit, even if it's just with your family. So remember, creativity is not a limited resource. And it's not something that you need to be devoting hours and hours to every week. It can be inspiration hitting you on the spot and you actually doing something with that. Like the ideas journal. Like asking yourself why over and over until you get to the heart of what is truly important to you. And like scribbling in morning pages consistently and just letting your curiosity get the better of you. And... Creativity is really a boundless wellspring of inspiration that resides within you. And if you don't nurture it enough, it will, I feel like creativity will just shrivel up and die or it'll go dormant or it'll lock itself away. You have to continually nurture it. You have to let it shine and you have to express yourself freely and transform your life with the magic that can come from just leaning into your creativity. Here's your action step because I love me some action. Take a moment today to embrace your inner Picasso and exercise your creative muscles. Share your creative journey with me by tagging at Natalie Sisson on Instagram or using hash lifepilot in your post and just share what you did that felt creative in whatever way creativity turns up for you because I am here to celebrate your creative triumphs and support you in your creative endeavors. I'm also here to support you as a holistic life and business coach. And if you want to jump on a discovery call with me, and if you've got some creative ideas flowing through you and you want to know how to capitalize on those, do something with them that actually matters, turn them into a business, into a product, into a book, whatever it may be, I definitely would love to have a discovery chat with you. So head across to lifepilot.co forward slash coaching. It's free. It's 30 minutes. We can absolutely jam out and it will be epic. Until next time my fellow creative, stay inspired, stay curious, and always be the pilot of your own creative destiny. Thanks for listening.